My good people, thank you for tuning in to another episode. This is your host and creator of Are You Being Gentle with Your Mental, Just the Best. And today's guest is Jason Rosario. He is the Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer at BBDO Worldwide, which is the most awarded agency network in the world. As an Afro-Latino native New Yorker, Jason has spent most of his life breaking down barriers and building up inclusive cultures. He is passionate about innovation and the power of creativity to drive change. In 2017, he founded The Lives of Men, a social impact creative agency that explores themes around masculinity, mental health, and culture. When he's not working, Jason enjoys spending the time with the people he holds closest and is an avid reader, music aficionado, and the lover of menswear. Let's dive into this mindful discussion with Jason. All right. Welcome. Welcome, you guys, back to Are You Being Gentle With Your Mental? This is your creator and host, Just the Best. And we have a very special guest today, Jason Rosero. How is your energy today? And are you being gentle with your mental? Uh, my energy is, I'm not going to say it's its low. It's its high. Um, I'm, I'm being intentional about keeping it high. Uh, and I'm always intentional with my mental, you know, it's, uh, it's something that is very much, and I don't want to sound super, um, super morbid, but it's life and death for me. Um, if I'm not constantly meditating, journaling, um, spending time kind of in silence, uh, I find that, you know, my life just feels the same way. It just feels kind of, you know, all over the place. And so I, I definitely make time to be intentional with my mental. I love it. And, you know, um, I've went on your profile, which is just amazing. I love the quotes and the flow of the pictures, the aesthetics is just great and fantastic. And you have one on there, a quote that you said, you know, I'm not on a path of self-discovery. I'm on a path, on a journey of self-recovery. And just when did you begin your like shift to mindfully live? Great question. And I would probably say it started as soon as I was born um, uh, because we, we are all on a journey, right? We're all kind of from the moment we're born, uh, we're on a journey that separates us from our true selves over time. And then I think the purpose, one of the purposes of life is to try to regain some of that connection, right? Uh, so by the time we expire, we've, uh, we've kind of gone through this full circle experience of, of becoming who we are and then reconnecting to who we truly are. And, and so I'd say that's probably when it began in earnest, but in practical, in practical terms, you know, it starts the same place where most of our healing starts, right. With trauma, right. Whether it's a breakup, whether it's um, a loss of a job, loss of a, 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 you know, a loved one. I think it always starts with these moments of darkness that oftentimes bring us back to ourselves. Right. Um, so I think that's when it started. And, and the reason I say I'm on a path of self recovery, not discoveries, because there's nothing that I don't 
that I don't need that isn't already within me, right? Um, same with you, same with your audience. Um, so really all our journey is, is to tap into those, uh, to the, that depth, if you will, right? And kind of peel the layers back and then remind ourselves who we are. So that's that's what I meant by that. Yes, I, I really like what you said about that. And, you know, self-recovery, because I think we're really already discovered who we are. And now it's just recovering from the traumas that we've experienced in life. And I know you're not afraid, like a man that's afraid to just express your emotions um, and also to share, you know, the simple I love you to your brother or sister. And, you know, can you share at what age did you begin to give yourself the permission for like healthy emotions? Another great question. I <laughs> I don't know, to be honest with you. I think I, I come from a really, really loving family. Uh, there's a lot of I love yous. There's a lot of hugs. There's a lot of touchy feelingness, right? So I come from that. That's abundant in my life. Whereas, you know, and I don't take that for granted because I know a lot of people who don't come from that, right? Who share stories about their parents that, you know, didn't really hug them or didn't share that, that I love yous with them. And so I consider myself very fortunate uh, to come from that environment, even though uh, it was a broken home. You know, my dad wasn't around for large parts of my time of, of my life. And, you know, I was, I was raised by a single mom, oldest of five kids, et cetera. So when I think about that, um, I, I would say that that's, it comes from there, right? This, this ability to be uh, comfortable with vulnerability and with intimacy, not intimacy in terms of, you know, physical or sex, if you will, right? But intimacy and in, in being able to, to tap into kind of these um, most guarded places of our hearts, right? And lead with that. So I would say that it's, it's probably something that I've always known. Um, and it's just, I, I think the older I, I get and the more of the man that I become, uh, starts to happen, I start to just be unapologetic about that, right? And and oftentimes, I say this uh, in my work is that I, one of my favorite words in the English language is love. And in order to unlock that love, you need to be a little bit vulnerable, right? You need to be you need to be open uh, to receiving it. And so that's where it comes from. And, you know, as far as like with healing, just like what are some tools that you started to like implement into your daily habits and began to track that when it just became simply like a lifestyle for you? Yeah, I mean, it's we oftentimes get so caught up on the tools, right? Like buying the sage, getting the Palo Santo and, you know, all of the things, which is great. But I think it, to me, at least, and what works for me is simplicity, right? I have a journal, I have a pen next to my de next to my bed. Um, and then I light candles often. And I just make sure that I'm consistent with my meditation practice, with my prayers. Um, and then, you know, I'll do, I'll do certain rituals, right? Around the moon phases, et cetera, and on a quarterly basis as well. But for the most part, it's just super, super simple. Um, I try not to, I think, overcomplicated it too much, right? Because the more you complicate it, the more it becomes about those things and not the spirit of what you're trying to do. Mm, yes. And, you know, I say this like three Ps. All I need is a pen, paper and prayer um, to be able to get me through, you know, the challenges and maybe those dark moments that I'm having or if my inner critic is just becoming too loud. Um, and I just need my thoughts to get out. And, you know, I'm not having an outlet to share with somebody, but just that pen and paper will do you the best. Um, yeah. And so I definitely agree with becoming simple. Um, 
you know, just with your work, you know, some things you mentioned um, and I also that I've seen, which is an incredible work as uh, the chief officer at BBDO in New York, you know, and when it comes to diversity, equity and inclusion, just what challenges are we really facing in our communities? Yeah, I mean, that's a broad question. So I'm going to try to simplify it a little bit because uh, it, it really is about that work is about people, right? And, and it's not just about those of us in um, within the Latino community, Black community, right? Like diversity is fundamentally about like embracing different perspectives and different backgrounds. And then how do you bring all of that together uh, inside of an organization um, to create culture, right? Like ultimately that's what it is. So the biggest challenge that I think is obvious for all of us is that we are very much in this Black Lives Matter moment, right? Coming off of George Floyd's uh, murder last year and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. You know, we're now in this moment where uh, people are paying attention to our plight, right, as Black people. And um, I think my role and my job is to use that energy for the sake of wanting to kind of create more pathways to success for people that look like us. Um, number one. And then number two, more broadly, is influence. So I work for a creative agency, right? So BBDO is a creative agency. So my, through my role, I try to influence the creative work that we do for our clients, right? So um, thinking about us as marketers, it's important for us to um, reflect the world that we live in today, but more importantly, start to shape the, the world that we want to live in in the future. And as you know, right, with with the way that we consume um, information nowadays is tech, media, advertising, right? So television. And so my role is to try to influence those spaces so that we're more inclusive as a, we become more inclusive as a society. Well, you're doing an incredible job. Um, definitely congratulations and happy. You make a black man blush, Jessica. Go on, <laughs> go ahead. Don't be shy. Go ahead. <laughs> But, you know, I love, love, love this next phase, the thing that I'm going to talk about. You're the host of Dear Men. And I fell in love with that series because I was just like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, I have to meet him. And wait, I'm about to interview him. Like, yes. But it's just truly inspired me, you know, as a black woman. Um, and I'm just starting to see more of this work necessary. Um, I'm hearing it from my other male friends, you know, just looking for for coaching and for guidance. And I think we need community uh, so that can bring healing and balance as well between relationships. And so, you know, just how and why uh, was Dear Men's birth? Yeah, um, well, Dear Men was just a product of what I would say, you know, the lives of men, right? So the lives of men is really the vehicle that created it. Um, and the lives of men is a social impact agency that I launched in, in 2017. In 2016, 2017, um, because for all the reasons that I mentioned earlier, right? Like I'm the product of a single parent home, didn't really have a, a lot of male figure, positive male figure role models in my life. So I had to navigate how to become a man through a lot of making mistakes, right? Um, so the lives of men was a vehicle to have that conversation. So then fast forward, uh, I find myself uh, back in 2019 working at Yahoo. Um, and well, the company was called Oath, but they own Yahoo and different properties, HuffPost, et cetera. And I had pitched them this idea for the show, um, you know, and think about what was happening at the time, right? Me Too was happening, that conversation. Um, and so it was like, you know, we should have a conversation, we should have a show 
uh, or series where we sit down with notable men um, and have these conversations, right? So you would never expect the Swiss Beats to have a conversation like the one we had. You would never expect a Kevin Love, right, or Sean T. So that that series was birthed out of this idea that we wanted to kind of show men from across different backgrounds um, and and show how we're all struggling with the same thing, right? Same issues, whether it's you know not having father figures around or having to navigate what relationships look like for us. So that was what I hoped that the, the show and the series accomplished. So thank you for watching it. It did, it did. And I definitely want to see more of this movement in every city um, because it's truly needed. And, you know, just with being an advocate for um, allyship um, into action, you know, how can we really start the blueprint? Like, what does the table look like, um, you know, in regards to wellness for us? Well, it's two questions in one, right? Uh, one is allyship that you asked, and then the other one is wellness. I, I'd start, I'm going to start with the allyship piece. Okay. Um, let me just first define what I mean by that, right? Allyship is the, the act of standing for and advocating on behalf of marginalized groups, right? Or whether it's women, whether it's the LGBTQ plus community, whether it's uh, the Latino community, whatever it is, right? It's an ally stands on behalf of um, those communities and advocates and creates uh, opportunities for those communities. Um, so on one side, you asked the question about how we start to become better allies, if you will. Um, well, one is just do, do the work, you know? Um, as a black man, even though uh, I am part of a marginalized group broadly, I also benefit from male privilege. So that means that I'm in a position to help you and open doors for you as a woman who is also black, who is, you know, obviously, you know, you have all of these identities that you embody. So that's allyship, right? So it's just an example of that. And then wellness is, I think, a really important conversation as it relates to what we're talking about, because, you know, I, I do men's work, right? I do the work of helping encourage men to kind of look at themselves and really do this the self-reflective work. And the more you do that, the more you realize that um, that is a practice of self-care, right? Like that, that loving yourself, learning how to love yourself is a practice in self-care. And it's also, um, it's also important in terms of uh, mental health, right? Like all of the things that we're taught as men, uh, that means that what it means about being a man, like not showing emotion and being tough, all of those things are the very things that cause depression in our lives. And so that's why wellness is such an important part of this conversation as well. Yeah, you know, I just had to ask both because I think that with community, it's like this work isn't supposed to be done alone. And so like the work that you're doing, it really matters. Um, and it needs to, it needs to be, like I said, a blueprint for others to be able to pick up on and carry on as well. And as you mentioned, get into action. I think for me, it really um, was that moment that like, you know, that George Floyd incident, Breonna Taylor, because we're very close in age, you know, I just turned 29 on the 29th. And, you know, I'm just thinking about all the opportunities and situation that I've been able to be blessed with in this lifestyle, but also how, how I know important it is to continue the mission with others. And so to have these conversations are important, um, to share what wellness looks like, you know, it is definitely important because that's also the healing that happens. But as actually as your position, I'm really seeing like the healer. And I just want to know, like, how does the healer heal like himself? That's a great question. Um, 
Happy birthday, by the way. Happy belated birthday. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't because I don't consider myself a healer. Uh, I think that's such a loaded term and such a big word. And I think we're living in a world where so many people are out here calling themselves healers and they're fucked up in their own right. Excuse my language. right? So excuse my language. But I just I'm very careful with the way I, I use that word. But um, but it's a quite it's a valid question. How do I self-care when I'm pouring so much of myself into this work? Uh, I think part of it is because it's coming from a deep place of, of like a, like it's, it's, I'm drawing from a personal journey in order to offer to the world. Um, I'm very protective of, of that to a certain degree, right? Like, so I don't offer everything to the world, right? That's number one. But then number two, I, I've had to step up my spiritual practice significantly, right? So there's not a day that goes by that I don't journal. There's not a day that, I, that goes by that I don't meditate, that I don't pray. Um, and then from time to time, I just unplug too, right? Like this notion of, you know, not being on social media all the time or, you know, being um, very intentional about uh, investing in the relationships with people that are close to me, like in real life, not just through social media, but like picking up the phone, meeting people for brunch. And I know it's been hard with COVID, but like really just investing in those relationships um, that really feed you is another way that I self-care. So, you know, I just try to be mindful um, and then be honest with myself when I'm feeling depleted, I'll just take a step back and then say, you know, how do I fill my cup so that I can show up for my community a little bit uh, differently? Yes. You know, that's the question. Are you being gentle with your mental? And you are doing that. And I'm very proud of you. Um, And I know your purpose, you know, it's to give back. So maybe what is just through your journey, what are some moments that you're the most proud of yourself for accomplishing? Yeah, I think one of the things that uh, a lot of people don't know is that I was I I helped develop a curriculum that I did that I delivered with uh, in partnership with the Department of Education here in New York, uh, where we worked with young men in New York City high schools. Um, and, you know, to me, it was a mentorship program, right? So that to me is probably the best part of my work beyond like the Yahoo series and the show and all of that. To me, that was one of my favorite experiences because I was working with young men like in real life, right? And, and you would see how their lives changed almost on a weekly basis every time that we would spend time with them. So, you know, that, that was powerful. And then I also got an opportunity to see myself in these young men too. So I was once in their shoes. And so to me, it was just like, wow, I wish I would have had someone like me back then when I was their age. So that to me is probably the, mo- the what I'm most proud of. Well, I just, it resonates within my heart so much because I am a program director for a nonprofit called Music Changing Lives. And seeing the lives of these families change, it's just not the child, but when you're seeing behavior change, when you're seeing attendance, when you're seeing the nature of of compassion just continue to to grow in your community, it is healing. Um, and you know, I was a fellow musician myself, so as you mentioned, kind of having me when I was that age is my role now, and it's just that that full circle where you're like, I know that God has me on this like aligned for a reason. Like I'm here for a reason. And so when you can feel that you're literally walking in your purpose, it's a different type of like awakening, I call it. Um, And, you know, I'm just um, just really curious, you know, how can we continue to support you? I, you know, I I don't I try 
not to make this about me, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm not, you know, this work has been done before uh, and it will continue to be done after me, right? So I'm just grateful to have been in this lifetime, one of the many men that are having these conversations. So from that standpoint, it's less about me and more about the best way that anyone can support me or I guess this work is by taking the time to invest in themselves, right? Like do what you need to do for yourself so that you can show up better for, for the world. And that in that in, in and of itself is, the, is in service to all of us, right? So I think that's really what I'm trying to inspire, not just in men, but in women and everyone. It's like, how can I encourage people to look at themselves really, really deeply, um, analyze their traumas, analyze how they might want to show up in the world, and then do the work, do the work, right? And, and I think that to me is probably the biggest tribute that anyone can offer. Amazing. Well, we've heard it first. And, you know, it's just been an honor to have this interview with you, just the one and only Jason Rosario. <laughs> Thank and you. so I'll be making sure that I include all the links to connect with him beyond this interview. And please check out his work. You just heard his conversation. It's just incredible. And I'm just so glad that you were able to make time for me. So I truly do appreciate this. No, thank you, Jessica. I'm glad that you're doing this. I'm proud of you as well uh, for taking on this journey and this work. Um, and I can't wait to see what's next for you. Um, it sounds like, you know, you're, you're embarking on a journey that uh, is worthwhile. Um, it'll be, it'll be, It'll be fulfilling. It won't always be easy, but I will encourage you now. I don't know you that well, but I will encourage you now to continue uh, past those moments of, of wanting to give up because there will be times where you, you'll want to. But trust that your work is uh, is being received uh, in the way that it's ne that it's needed. So mm, I received that. And, you know, I'm rooting for you, Jason, and all your endeavors and continue to be well and continue to be blessed. And thank you once again. Thank you. Be well. My podcast now has merch. Begin each day with the aura mug to remind yourself to connect with your senses. Take a mindful moment to check in with your mental thoughts, emotions, and or by asking yourself, are you being gentle with your mental which is featuring a unique design of hands protecting the divine energy of your brain. This mug empowers us to be kind with ourselves and others. Remember, we cannot pour from an empty cup. So may this cup always be filled with a flow of positive energy and you can purchase yours today or gift somebody by going on my website, jessbeu.org and go ahead and support the mindful communities that we're building together peace and love y'all